What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson, Jr., and I'm back in my podcast, Vitamin Sports, where you take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. I want to talk about the quarterback play from these quarterbacks. Where do I rank these quarterbacks? When I look at Joe Burrow, a lot of people sleep on him. He'll have one bad game, and they'll just go off the rail and say, you know what? Joe Burrow's not even that good. Joe Burrow's not this. Joe Burrow's not that. This one man wrecked his PCL and CL. And you know what he did the following season? He took his team to the AFC Championship game, beat the Kansas City Chiefs, went to the Super Bowl, and lost to the Rams. Now, to the average person, Joe Burrow didn't complete his season because he lost the Super Bowl. But to the sports eye, did you watch how he obliterated these teams? Did you see how he had the worst offensive line and he still took them to the Super Bowl? People don't understand. You have to invest in a good team in order to receive the rewards of your investment. When a quarterback invests in a good offensive line, do you know how good they can be? They have time to throw the football. They have time to read through their progressions. They have time to call audibles. They just have time. That's why offensive alignment is the most important thing in football across the board. You know, one of the things they told Deion Sanders he would have a problem with is not the fact that he can get skilled positions because he has the mindset of a scouter. The one issue that they said Deion will have, and Deion said this too, is it winning in the trenches. If you don't have a good offensive lineman, it don't matter how good your quarterback is, they will fail. Patrick Mahomes, for example, when they played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the one thing people did not talk about heavily, and the real sports analyst pointed this out. He said, because Patrick Mahomes' tackles aren't there, they're going to have trouble. And lo and behold, what did they do? JPP, Shaq Bennett, ate up Patrick Mahomes. So because he had time to throw the football, every throw was short, he threw interceptions. And they barely could score. Tom Brady didn't have to do nothing. But take care of the football, drive it down the field, and score, score, score. That is why the score was was the way it is. Because offense win games, defense win championships. When you invest in good offensive line, you're barely touched. You could be back there all day long. That's the one thing people used to say about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning used to have one of the best offenses in line because he used to be back there for eight to ten seconds. And mind you, a cornerback can't cover a receiver more than maybe probably, I want to say, four seconds. He didn't have the fastest guys at receiver. Mom Harrison was fast, but he wasn't that fast. And it's like with a good investment in offensive line, everything took care of itself. Look at the Great Wall. 
Look at what Dallas invested in when they had a great offensive line. They could run the football. They can get the ball to Emmitt Smith. They can give the ball to Michael Irvin. They can give the ball to the other receivers. It made Troy Aikman's life easier, which made Jimmy Johnson's life easier, which made the defense life even better because they didn't have to be on the field like that. When you don't invest into an offensive line, do you know what happens? You have a career like Andrew Luck, short and sweet. Andrew Luck is one of the was one of the top quarterback prospects in a long time. He was even compared to the team that he, the quarterback he was drafted to, team quarterback team that he was drafted to, and Peyton Manning. There was so much buzz around uh, Andrew Luck. The way he carried himself, he was smart, he was intelligent, he had good footwork, he was big, he was strong, he had the arm, he had the accuracy. He just was a complete quarterback, but he couldn't stay healthy. And it wasn't because of a diet or anything, it was because the coach didn't fully invest in Andrew Luck. They didn't. And then lo and behold, after Andrew Luck retired, they finally clicked in their head, we had to invest in the offensive line. We had one of the top prospects, and we couldn't invest in the offensive line. Like I said, when you invest in something, you have you know, you have to do your due diligence when you invest in something. You just just don't invest in anything. Just throw it out. I'm gonna be honest. The Ravens, at times, they just invested in any receiver, any cornerback, and it came back and bit us in the ass. Like Bashar Perriman, there's no way the Ravens should have invested in picking him. Hollywood Brown, there's no way the Ravens should have invested in picking him. No way. Those two receivers, like, come on now. Like, we need receivers who have low numbers but are very talented. And here's why I say that. When we invest in receivers like that, they have an understanding. Like, look at the programs they come from. If they go to a program where they run the football a lot, but the receiver, when he gets the ball, knows what he's doing, and basically managing with little receptions, that's the kind of receiver I want. I want a big, fast, and strong receiver that understands he ain't going to get the ball a lot. But when he do, he need to make some magic happen. And I feel like by... Us drafting these receivers, picking these receivers in free agency. They don't understand that. They don't. Name me a team that Odell went to where they ran the ball heavily. They ain't ran the ball heavily with the Rams. The only team you can name is probably the Browns. But even that. They were still mainly focused on the passing game. That's why Jarvis Landry, that's why Odell, the first years, had a thousand yards. Nick Chubb did too. But then I felt as though they got away from that. And that's why they broke up that dynamic duo. Like, you gotta understand, investment is the key. Knowing what you're investing in. Knowing what you're trying to get to is the key. I feel as though if HBCUs will never be on the same level 
as D1 because D1 has been doing it for so long. D1 has a stronger foundation. D1 schools alumni are strong and financially reliable. Not to mention, they tell them where the money's going to when they invest in those schools. And they're honored by the people that invest in their schools. HBCUs put their money all in a pot, whether it's from, you know, former football alumni putting their money into their school, former teachers, professors, officers, lawyers. They all, all their money plus, you know, the NCAA, all the money goes into a pot. And whatever the HBCU feels they can spend their money on, spend that money on, that's what they'll do. Instead of saying, we're going to invest all our money into our sports program. Sometimes investments is taking a gamble. Sometimes it's not for sure. You need a little luck on your side. Just like, you know, Alabama, they invested money into their sports program. By all that money going into the sports program, they're getting investments to build a better school, to build a better program. Saint, look at St. Francis. When they start winning games, the school started investing money into the, the, the uh, sports program. Basketball was taking over for a while, and it was consistent. But then football came up. Then football came along. Football started bringing in more money. So football started getting more money. The more money football got, the more output investment that football received. Now, St. Francis football teams looked at one of the best schools, football schools in the country. Had a whole documentary of why people didn't want to play them. Sometimes you got to go out the state, let alone the country, to find players to increase your program's success. Ain't nothing wrong with it because everybody does it. Just like this transfer portal. You invest that you go to a better school. So you take that leap of faith and say, you know what? I want to go somewhere where I feel as though I'm appreciated. Why do you think a lot of running backs, that's like fourth string, maybe that's fifth, fourth, sixth string, sometimes even third, transfer from Bama to go to another school and they were like, damn, where he come from? He was at Bama. You know who was a product of that environment? Alvin Kamara. Transferred from Bama, went to Tennessee. Tennessee, University of Tennessee. The rest is history. It happens when you invest in a program or you invest in a team. You got to know. There might be times where it won't succeed, and there got to be times where it do succeed. It's a leap of faith. Nothing is promised in this world. Like, you have to know what you're investing in. That's why you have to do your due diligence, your research. You got to even sometimes do more research to get an understanding that when you invest in something, you have to know it for sure, for certain, that this is what you want to do. Like, for example, me, I want to be the best sports analyst ever. 
So in order to achieve that dream, I have to do research. I have to invest my time, my energy, my money into my brand of vitamin sports so I can make people believers. Because I believe everybody else will believe me too. But Dion, he invested a whole lot of money in Jackson State. And what's the output of it? He brought an extra awareness. I was already awareness in itself to HBCUs, how they don't have how they have money but misuse it. The fact that kids don't have a say so. How the fact that we need players to have their name on the back of their jersey because their family coming in supporting them. Then on top of that, the investment of me, of Dion. I invest my time and energy in the NFL, the NCAA, and I want to give back to the kids. Dion invests his time and his money and his, uh, his time, his money. So that Jackson State can be better than what it was, than when he got there, better than when he got there. You mean to tell me, you have a pro, pro, sports pro, you have a football program that Walter Payton was a part of, and the only thing you got to honor him is a jersey. There should be a Walter Payton Hall that you walk through. Every Jackson State player that went to the NFL, there should be a whole hallway. Of greatness. When you go to uh, USC, what do you see? You see Heisman trophies. You see Reggie Bush. You see Caleb Williams. You see OJ. You see, um, uh, what's his that boy name? It's not dawning on me. You see Juju Smith Schuster's jersey, I'm pretty sure. You see a lot of players that came to the NFL. When you go to LSU, same thing. They have a hologram that shows you every player that played for LSU. They got a wall of fame. If you're gold, that means you're not only in the Hall of Fame in the NFL, but you're in the Hall of Fame at LSU. Tyron Matthews has been on it there. Eventually, Patrick Queen will be on it there. Joe Burrow is on it there. And then individual rooms... Film rooms for the quarterbacks, the defensive backs, the offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers, safeties, running backs, tight ends. That's an investment. All these sports programs, all these football programs, and I say sports programs because they do it for basketball as well, invest heavily in their programs so they can receive the benefits of it. Angel Reese is taking full investment of her career. She's saying, why would I go to the WNBA right now when I'm fully invested? I possibly can win another title for LSU back to back. I'm making more money than I've seen in my life. I'm making more money than the average player in the WNBA and in the NBA. Baseball is a true investment because not only are you investing your time, your energy, in your entire life. But bruh, you got to reach each level. You got to accomplish each level. A, double A, triple A, 
minor leagues, major leagues. That's a lot of investment in time. But when you truly understand your investment, you don't care how long it takes. You just want to get to the destination. And everybody wants to, you know, do everything so fast. And all of a sudden, what happened to taking your time? What happened to, see, a lot of people saying these sports analysts are so young. But the ones that's really polished come in when they're 30. Hell, I'm trying to be the youngest one to come in at 25, 26. Because, you know, birthday coming up. That's why I'm so invested in it. So if I annoy you by sending you my podcast, that's because I'm fully invested in my business. That's because I'm trying to be the greatest. You have to invest even when you don't know you will exceed. You think if Kobe Bryant didn't invest in his career early, you think he would be where he at? You think he would be looked at as one of the greatest Lakers of all time? How about Magic Johnson? How about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? How about LeBron James? Hell, how about Michael Jordan? How about Steph Curry? How about Kevin Durant? How about Dirk Nowitzki, whose father had him playing four sports? That's how invested he was in his son. Um, the uh, same Brown kids. It's three of them. Their parents invested Everything. So these three boys got the opportunity to play football. Now, two of them went to the NFL. Come on now. Investment. It's the most important thing in the world. How hungry are you? I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. And this is Vitamin Sports. See you.